Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scene Up Podcast, episode three. We haven't been cancelled. We've been greenlit for maybe a couple more episodes. We'll see how we go. A couple more. A couple more. <laughs> couple more. You know, maybe a couple more. Se- maybe a season. Who knows? Do we have seasons in podcasts? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm joined today by Jasmine and Gabriel. How are we doing, guys? Joyce. Hoi. So I don't get a last name. No, nah, it doesn't really matter. We're all even. No last names. This yes. is a this is a podcast where we only exist on on um on the cloud. Yeah, the cloud is the only <laughs> place that, that you know, belongs <laughs> as the podcast uh trio. Um, <clears throat> so bit of a recap. Uh, from our, I don't know if you guys had any controversial people coming into you saying that tenant episode was out of line. No, I, I had no. Did you have controversy? What did people say? Have controversy, but some people gave me a stinky eye. Oh. You know, they were like, you know, sti- you can't wait. see what I'm doing, listeners, but I'm I'm doing a stinky eye. Right wait, Just wait, like, in in person, in person, yeah. I'd walk down the street and some guy went like, eh? wait, wait, you know, but, like, wait, but like a guy that. <laughs> <laughs> It was well, either that or he, was, you know, he just he just didn't I'm, like how I'm I look. I'm a little confused. Um, he's, he's being funny. <laughs> oh, he's being funny. <laughs> okay. Gabe, it's called a bit. Do you want to look it up? Amazing. Amazing. That was some quality shit. That's some, that's some SNL standard. That's, <laughs> that's why I don't get paid. Um, anyway, but despite Tenet, we're going to be talking about Parasite. Uh, yeah. If you haven't heard of it before, listeners. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. <laughs> yeah. The greatest not. film ever made. Yeah. That no one, you know, knew about until it was just there. You it's know? amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how we went from the worst film ever made to the greatest film ever made in this podcast. Very true. Very true. <laughs> it's amazing how the hypocrisy of some people who are like, oh, I always watched foreign films. And then after seeing this movie, they were like, oh, yeah, I better get onto that, eh? You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, Parasite and just going a bit of a recap. It was directed by the infamous Bong Joon-ho, uh, who's an incredible director. Other films include like Snowpiercer, Memories of Murder, The Host, Okja. I had to think for a second there what else. Um, and this film was, funny enough, cool fun fact, was the first South Korean film to win the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival, which is a huge huge uh ah. film festival and um yeah it was uh i mean yeah like even even to win best picture it's like notoriously foreign language films never get recognized yes. by the academy so 100%. big big ups big ups um it was made for i'm checking out i think the u.s conversion rate was 15.5 million dollars and then it made 258.8 million dollars back in its box office internationally which is a pretty big holy fucking shit give the um, man a contract yeah give the man give the man all the money um yeah and essentially follows a uh family um in the city of seoul a uh, very low income family who find their way into the infamously rich park family through uh very immoral means to better their situation We'll get kind of in one specific. Mm, mm. Um, but that's the lay of it. It won the Best Picture Award at the Academy, including Best Original Screenplay, Best International Feature Film as well, and Best Director. But, yeah, that's basically the the basis of it. Um, I guess we should get into, like, the uh, kind of overview, I guess. Or maybe 
everyone's initial thoughts on the film. Uh, when when I first went to see this film, I actually went and saw it with Jazz. Um, the first time we went and saw it at the Nova in Carlton. So shout out to the Nova. God bless. Um, when I went and first uh, saw this film, I didn't know what I was actually getting into. I had no idea about uh, what it was about. Uh, so I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, at the beginning, it really felt like a comedy. And then it just hits you. And it's like, oh, fuck, what is this slowly becoming? Uh so that's my initial thoughts during the film was I was incredibly shocked. It really didn't follow any of the tropes in regards to horror at the beginning of the film at all. It was a to- it's like it was it was like two separate films um almost in a way in the tone and that's to me that's why I love the film so much is because it really strayed away from the tropes of the genre. Mm. Jazz, what do you think? What were your initial thoughts? Um, well, I kind of went into this with like high expectations because I knew that everyone loved it. And it it was like, you're going into it thinking, oh, this is going to be amazing. And like it hundred percent did not disappoint. It was just, I mean, like just everything that's in it, like the production design, the direction, the hair, the makeup, the way that the actors are utilized, everything is so deliberate and it's all done to just tell this story that I feel like is so important. It's like an important story, but it's also like an important critique from the director. So that was my initial thing. Like I just thought, holy shit. Like when I walked out of seeing it, I was like, oh my God, this film is something that is like going to stick in my head forever or like and even a few days later I was just like thinking oh my god that's what that meant like you know like there's so much symbolism and so much um just yeah like a a lot of deliberate things that are done so well that just make it an amazing piece of storytelling so yeah it's like deserved all the accolades and all all the all the prizes that it won because it's just so good Mm. what what did you think Chris Mine was very different, but similar in the way where I I was I saw all the hype as well, um, and this film was like twenty. So yeah, twenty. What was it? Twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. So twenty nineteen. Yeah. It came out at the start of the year, and over the year, the course of the year, it made its way into every other country in the world. I think it got to got to Australia in June. It kind of really picked up the hype in the rest of like the US in like October, November. That's where it was like everyone's talking about it. So the hype was up for me as well. When I went and saw it at the Nova, shout to Nova. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I had very high expectations. Like, oh, I, and I don't know anything as well. And I, most synopsis that found my way to me were very vague. And then when I watched it, I was like, that was a great film. I don't, I, and a part of me was like, I don't know if it's met my expectations, but it's a film I've come to love over time. Just when it's like all the hype's gone and you realize, okay, you don't need any of it because it is regardless an incredible movie. And I've begun to love it more, especially after the most recent watching, just to remember everything. There were some things I still didn't, I'd only just noticed. I was like, I did not notice that, did not notice that. And, um, you know, reading some more different things about it that, you know, like retrospective articles and all that. But 100% agree, it's a movie, and we'll get into it. It's a movie that every single choice creatively is purely story-based. 
It's not like, oh, I want this because I'm a big fan of this movie or this movie. It's like, no, I need this because it serves the story. I need this house because it serves the story. I need these characters dressed like this. I need them looking like this. I need them shot like this all because it serves the story. It needs to be edited like this. And Mm. um, I think that's... That's pure. That's like a gold standard, right there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Very yeah. nu- nuanced take on um, like wealth inequality. I thought. For sure. Yeah, For yeah. Sure. That was that was really beautifully done. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to a point that you brought up then, Chris, about how it kind of started to take off in Australia in about June. Um, what what's really interesting about this film is it is, I guess, considered. Uh, as so many foreign films are when they come to uh, Western countries. They're often considered art house films, mm. um, and this film, in a way, while while it is, it can be commercial. It is, in a way, has this kind of independent artsy feel to it. Um, and what I really loved about the fact that it, that it really took off here is that I I really didn't didn't expect it to take off like it did with uh with the commercial audiences, people that aren't really mm. into in, into cinema. Um, you know, just kind of your average everyday Joes that just go to the movies to watch a a blockbuster were getting suckered in to to see this film and actually really enjoying it. And even the people that, you know, didn't like subtitles loved this film. Hmm. And I I think that's what makes this so unique in when you compare it uh, to other foreign foreign films that otherwise your average uh, moviegoers wouldn't really be, be interested in. Definitely. 100%. I I agree. It's it's cuz it doesn't uh rely too much on necessarily like the the actual um dialogue in the script to tell the story. Like it's um I think a lot of its success is because of the cinematic language that the director uses. Like yeah, anyway, that that just adds to your point, Gabe. Like that I think that's because it's like um there's so many things that he does in the film where it's like it doesn't really matter if you watch film or not. You're going to you're going to watch it and be like Damn. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Well, that being said, we've hyped it up right now just talking about it. For the listener, if you haven't seen this movie yet, it's on Stan. If you've got Stan, get the free trial, watch it. It's there. Some cinemas like Nova, well, eventually when we get out of lockdown because we're back in it, um, we'll be showing it at least like on a monthly anniversary basis. I think there's also a black and white version that is still yet to come out to some theaters because, you know, what what big cult movie hasn't you know done that it's kind of this kind of thing you got to do um but yeah past this point spoilers ahead we're going to get into it i think we'll start off with the story right we start off with the the family in the semi-basement the kiwu family oh no sorry the kim family and kiwu is the i guess the 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 somewhat closest to the main character as he's the one who initiates everything that happens in the story and he's the one who's given the stone and everything like that uh, with this family, you see their life, you see how it's like just disheveled, they're poor, they're eating off days old bread, there's stink bugs everywhere, and they're working like really bad jobs into getting any kind of good situation, right? Mm. I found it interesting when I was redoing and rewatching research, I realized that this isn't just a family that was just born this way, they used to be at at least... They used to have some sense of wealth. They used to be Definitely. a part of the middle class. Yeah. Middle class, and yeah. It was cool doing research. Apparently in Korea, there was a huge bust of, and they mentioned that in the movie just once, like uh, Taiwanese cake shops and fried chicken shops, to which 
Mr. Kim, the the father, Kitek, had both, you know, owned one of them and worked at another. And yeah. But, but they both went bust because of the economy, which is cool because it, like, adds a sense like, oh, it's not just unreal. It's not unrealistic that these people are poor. They are poor because that's the that's kind of the standard in Korea, at least, which is a shame. Um, so I thought it was a great setup. Mm. You know, yeah, it's, it, it's it, such a just justification to the to the family, right? It's just mm-hmm. yeah, like the Kims are actually intelligent and like really highly capable people. Like mm. every time you see them trying to make money, they're actually being really intelligent about it. They're not. They're going about it in a way where it's like. People would see it as hustling or whatever, but it's it's like they're actually really smart. And to me, yeah, the street smarts. To me, they're really they're really a lot smarter than um, the Park's mum. Like she comes across as someone who's really like she gets hustled by them, all of them really. Like even by the woman who was living in uh, who was um, what's it her maid before. Which mm. <laughs> which the Kim family hustled, but yeah, I totally agree. It's like it's crazy how they're actually intelligent people, and they're just born into poverty. Mm. Mm. Sure. Mm. Yeah. This is um uh, bringing it back to the beginning of the film and how it kind of opens, how it um I think it's like a jib, yeah, it c- kind of jibs down, and we see them. And what Jazz was saying as well about with the cinematic language with little dialogue. Um, he's already communicated that they are not well off just by the surroundings and the the art department and the props. And they've barely said anything, but we're just, you know, watching them eat. And, yeah, basically what the room looks like, it looks um, trashed. It looks dingy. It's tiny, yeah. Yeah. Tiny uh, basement, underground, mm. yeah. And and it's almost like also pulling from, it's like they're under the, they're like under the rest of the world. Like, they're mm. under the middle class. It's like they're literally in the fucking ground. They're, yeah. they're literally below the garbage. Like yeah. B- b- like, beneath their own toilet, even. Like, their toilets. Yeah. It's, it's, kinda... so, it's so funny how their toilet's, like, comically too high to the ceiling as well. Yeah. Because it's, like... <laughs> it's like you would uh, think the sewer, the pipelines would be at that level. So it has to be higher. They're literally they're like, even below it. shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what he's trying to say. Like, yeah. that's it's, how um, it's cool low as well, on the it's economic... Like, They've got like windows, so they're still like they're not fully a basement. It's a semi base, so they're sinking. You know, yeah, they're, it's they're almost nearly underground, fully. 100%. It's know? almost it's almost like like for me anyway. Like light was a symbol of um, like hope, and them having that tiny window. It's like you you've got like this much hope. You know, you can see it. And it's there, but it's like, can you actually reach it? It's and they only get a few moments of it a day as well. Like mm. compared to when you when you see the Parks House and their giant windows, mm-hmm. and they get so much sunlight every day. It's like, mm. yeah. Anyway, that that was something that I I was like amazed by. So we go after that. We uh, Kiwi we meet his friend Ming, who then says, "Hey, I'm tutoring for this rich family. I've recommended you." I know you can pass off as a university student. So he's initially saying to him, I want you to tutor this girl so that my mates who are scum don't leech on her or anything like that, try and get with her because I'm in love with her, which is kind of an insult. He's saying that he doesn't see Kiwi as a threat, which is kind of also kind of like a higher class insult as well to him. But, you know, he gets the job, he meets the madam, he hustles her like crazy, and we really see at first she's like, oh, too intimidating. But after the one lesson we see... She is so gullible. 
because yeah. not that after that entire sequence of him getting hired, suddenly he's got his sister who's pretending to be his his like second cousin, you know, and it goes from there and goes from there. And I think it's um, I think it's wonderful how much, again, when you see like the idea of the class and how through cinematic language but also storytelling, we see that barrier where you not only is Kiwi going from his semi-basement and he's walking up the hill, he's walking up the driveway, he walks up the steps through the gate, and then he's on this backyard that's atop other backyards, and it's you can see the sun everywhere and you see the windows. It's like once you're past that massive wall that I guess the higher class build up, suddenly there's windows everywhere, and suddenly it's all transparent about who they are and kind of what they do and how they act because mm-hmm. they've let you in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what do you, uh, in terms of like you know how they're getting like in terms of like I guess how we're going with story I'd say these these scenes where we're getting each of the family members hired so the sister is the tutor for uh Da Song and uh the mum is the new maid and the dad is the driver every single scene is a setup and payoff in how they each get hired because it it later threads into something later right Mm, mm -hmm, because they have their mm -hmm. own personal relationships with each of the um each of the park family Mm -hmm. and every time one gets hired we learn more about the the next one like we don't meet the dad until the sister gets hired i don't mean just a part who he is and what he does for a living right which which is why you're saying there's all these little wins they have these Mm. little wins which is why the climax and the downfall hits so hard Mm. is because throughout the film is giving us this bait. They're winning, they're winning, they're winning. Nothing can go wrong. Mm. And then it all just goes to shit, uh, which which is what I think sets up uh, so well coming into that third act. Mm. I guess because we'll get into the big one because that's where the real meat is, right, is when they yeah. find the basement inside that building, which was the, the parks don't even know about. The, the architect who made this building was a, so proud of it. And this family that has lived there for, I don't know how, they didn't really say, a couple of years, something like that, mm-hmm. um, from the previous owner. And they never knew about this basement. But inside is, of course, the maid's husband who's been there for, what, three years. Three years living in that basement. Trying off. to avoid debt collectors. Yeah, debt collectors. Again, I think another thing of the economy, right? Their business went bust or they made bad debt. They made bad um, investments and they, yeah, had huge debts from loan sharks. Um, that was a scary moment when that happened because she walks into that. She walks, it's perfect cinematography. She walks into the, uh, the staircase and completely disappears into the, like the black of the, of the, of the basement and the music's freaking out and she's rushing down the stairs. I didn't know what was going to be at the bottom. I don't know. Did you guys have any idea what was going to be in there? What were you thinking? Like when that happened? Because I was thinking, I, oh, there's like some monster in there or something like that. I was thinking that possibly maybe the um, father of the the household was maybe hiding something down there. Mm. Like maybe he, I don't know, had like some underground ring or uh, possibly like a sex trafficking thing. But then mm-hmm. when it when it was yeah. revealed that it like that, it's like not that deep. <laughs> Yeah. In terms of like, it's not um, it's n- it's not as heavy as as that. You're like, oh, <laughs> it's 
is it, that's that's it like that's who's down you that's what that's how you felt oh my god i felt so uneasy and so disgusting no, no, not like, I, like like not to say that i don't that even I, no no yeah. oh no no i mean like you felt kind of relieved when you found out that yeah it was in just a way. her husband oh my god i was like ew like <laughs> gross no like you just feel even though it's not your house you just feel so gross i don't know you just somehow feel <laughs> so um like violated i that's how i felt like i was right. like oh my god like how long has he been here <laughs> yeah yeah true true <laughs> for me it was like what's down there and then of course the reveal it's like as uh, some guy i was like oh and i felt kind of like oh well that's kind of a disappointment but then when he says how long he's been down there and then you learn more of like how long he's been down there what he that's uses it. what how he can't eat anything he hadn't eaten anything for like two days Three, yeah and i was just like because like, this is huge initially initially when you see him you're like you're like oh my god this is like some scary creepy murderer guy in this house what's he gonna yeah. do to this family then you then you realize actually he's like on the lowest rung of the economic ladder in this world like he's yeah. literally like the 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 um kim family at least they have a window in their house this guy's literally living like underground like no light mm-hmm. no nothing 100%. And he's he's actually like you're made to feel sorry for him in the end. I think like Mm -hmm. you just, Mm -hmm. especially like how the poor kind of anyway. We'll get to that, but it's crazy how they kind of pit the poor against each other to just fight for for the the park's attention. Yeah, and that when that was the bit where it was like kind of fucked up because throughout the whole film they base it that there's two levels. There's the rich and the poor. But it's not that black and white. It's more gray than we realize. There's rich, poor, and poorer, and mm-hmm. probably even worse than that. But we yeah. don't see that. But there are the three mm-hmm. levels, right? Where it's like, um, you know, you have one, yeah, yeah, one, two, three different levels. And in that scene just before, like the mum, like um, uh, Chung Suk was talking about how uh, Madame Park, she's only nice because she's rich if i had all this money i'd be so nice and rich but then when the when the maid comes in to find um uh to find gyunse like down there and and talking about like oh please we need your help like don't tell don't tell it's like like you, you know you're needy help the needy and she's like i'm not needy it's like but we're needy it's like just moments ago you were yeah, saying how you're yeah. gracious if you had the power it's like somewhat hypocritical and mm. these are the these are the protagonists that we're meant to be following, right? Or they're our main yeah. characters. And it's almost like once there's another tier below them, they suddenly realize that they have they're like, you know, why do I drunk with them? power? Yeah. Yeah, they they've gotten drunk with literally because they were drinking, they were just they were just taking all the opportunities you know around. You know them what's in that so house. funny as well is like, did you guys notice, you know, when um the sorry, what's the Kim's sister? The uh, um Kishung. Yeah, when she's when they're all drinking and stuff, she's eating something, and I realized upon set like third watching of it, she's actually she doesn't realize she's eating the dog's yeah, food. Yeah, dog food. <laughs> so even 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 the park's dogs eat better than Absolutely. the kids do. Like that's mm. <laughs> the level of poverty that it's they're definitely... at. She would never have realized as as it's just so good. You know, they're so pampered, their dogs. It's crazy. It's like oh, this one must eat this food, and this one must only eat this food, but at this time during the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It just shows how much the 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 Park family are just so so unbelievably rich. Compared to the, like no what the Kim idea. family and they were like savoring their very last slice of bread, stale bread, you know, like mm-hmm. crazy the the divide and like how it it almost um, even even compared to the to the other working class family that's trying to live off off the Park family, like how they are just pitted against each other. 
to just I mm. thought that was like the saddest part of it all because mm. it's like you could work together to just hustle them mm. but <laughs> yeah but, but it's this won't. system that you're in where you feel like you have to be the one that's picked for to suffer like you're literally you can't be on equal ground it has to be one ground it has you always other. have to be one up yeah and I and think that's, that's the whole system that Bong's trying to critique mm. sorry Gabe you go no 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 of, of course um it also that that whole like you're saying, Jazz, the system of, you know, the poor fighting against the poor. Also, I guess kind of parallels like how how we live our lives, even in a country where, you know, we are so lucky to have so many things, at least in the the middle class. But then you've got, you know, the rich that are so rich and have all this money and still the middle class uh, fight each other over little things, even boiling down as small as to, you know, which football team you go for people have arguments over that kind of mm. stuff um like literally vicious arguments online and, and and i guess it just goes to show that if it did come down to you know a piece of bread or a bit of food or or um you know the chance to stay in this home um like something as large as in the film um the, the stakes being higher human beings would literally go that far to fight each other even if they are on the same level instead of working to hustle with the people on top, which is kind of tragic. And yeah. it's, and, and it's the reality, maybe not as, as intense as it is in the film, obviously we're at very different circumstances, but um, it's still there. It's still there. Mm. I think uh, that scene that it's uh, talking about when like, they're all fighting over the phone. Cause uh, uh, is good, taking the photo um, of them and it's saying I'll send it to Madame Park and I'll expose you and then there's that shot from the outside when it's raining and inside that massive window you can see them all hud like on top of each other all clawing at that phone yeah. which is <laughs> which literally is like the and here's the thing it's funny at the time because the music sets that tone like these guys are literally fighting over a phone it's oh it's comical them, it's like it's comical. That's, he's, yeah. he's trying to that's the director trying yeah. to make fun of them like this is the system though that you've yeah. been put in and it's like you're in it to fail like mm. yep. no matter what you do like it's because the, the rich the rich are always trying to find look look at the worst in you and replace you so easily so yeah. and they know that yeah, it's and it's kind of crazy because it's comical at first, and then he flips it. Where as soon as the phone rings, pick it up and say, like, "Hey, we'll be eight minutes away. Start cooking rum dong." Which it's is, oh uh, shit! And it's suddenly that it's changed. Where it's like, "Fuck!" Oh this my god! Bad. Like, this yeah, is we're really all fucked. Yeah. Like, everyone is here is fucked, right? Yeah, and got like lift, um, lift them all, put them in there, cook the food, hide everything that's in there, and um. It's crazy because I, I looked this up apparently with Ram Dhan, which is the food she makes. It's like, it's just normal noodles. It's it's like, it's meat. like a, it's supposed to be apparently like a povo meal. Yeah, but it is a because, meal. Yeah, but because she's so stuck up, she tells, and we're not stuck up, but you know what I mean? Like she's such a, she's such a rich person. She, she can't just have her son just have the Ram Dhan on its own. She tells her she, it's got to have some sirloin steak on it it's got to be fancy like it's it's crazy and then she Mm. ends up eating it doesn't even for anyone else like (laughs) and then they later complain like when they're all hiding they later complain like uh um this the daughter she's like how come you didn't ask them to make so many romdom for me you only asked for da song and it's just like do you realize what you guys are arguing about you're arguing about who made romdom for who yeah (laughs) and it's so dumb right but like 
that whole scene is intense because they're, you know, putting them back into the basement, hiding them. And we learn a lot in that scene when they come home because I think that scene right there is probably one of the best scenes in the movie with the ending as well, right? Because everyone, all the major characters are in one location. And everyone's Definitely. and they're all trying to figure it out, right? Like, um, as soon as the parks come home, like cockroaches, like the mum said, Chung Sook said, um, they scatter. They scatter. <laughs> And and he's and you know you could tell Kitak was just like how dare you call me a cockroach I'm not a fucking cockroach but of course when when Mr Park comes home he scatters and hides because he yeah. knows that he'll, he's fucked of course he's scared what's going to happen to him if they find them there and um I yeah it's incredible with you know how each of them get out of their situation stuck in there and the amazing scene where they're all hiding underneath the table and they are sitting on the couch. Again, the, with the cinematography. The rich, above. the rich literally rich. still on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did, oh, and that was fucked up. They did that little, like, there's like that little sex scene where they're pretending that to role play. Boring. Yeah. It's like, you guys are fucked. You guys are absolutely fucked. You're talking shit about your driver, how he's got this poverty smell on him, people who ride the bus. And it's just so privileged. It's, that was the part where you start to realize that's- not only are these rich people are idiots they're assholes they're and like, not you know. and you know i think that's when you start to realize actually it's not the it's not the poor people that, that are the parasites in this film it's actually the rich because they mm. need the poor so much more than the rich yeah. like you know i it's like you see you see them come into their house and then they help help these rich people cook clean teach drive literally raise their kids mm. While the poor people in this whole thing, you know, the the Kim family, they're expected to do all of that plus a job and, like, and then get paid half as much, like, for all of that. And they're still looked down on just because they started with less. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. for me, that was just, like, holy shit. (laughs) They have so much already, right? They have so much. So when they're sitting around drinking and all that food, it's almost like, we're not overindulging. We're just taking what he already has. Exactly. Yeah. It's so Any, much. That's all anyone in this film ever wants is they literally just want a better life. Like, and they're never taking more than what they need either. It's true. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. And the yeah, and and yeah, and um, I think it was cool. Like, because I I rem- I forgot about it with the song with uh, Da Song, how he's obsessed with Native American culture. And how it was all imported from the U.S. It's kind of like this is so yeah. privileged. Your your playtime thing is about being an Indian and how it you know you're uh, yeah um appropriating the culture unknowingly because it's like you know they can and they can order all this expensive stuff that you know is from the U.S. And when he hops in the tent, it's like oh it should be fine. It's from the U.S. It's we ordered it from the U.S. All right. Yeah, it, even that well, obsession with the U.S. is what gets um, the Kim sister into the house in the first place because he says, "Oh, she's from Illinois." Illinois, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went to that university, like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But it, isn't it ironic how they had that whole? Um, well, obviously it was purposeful. How how he had that obsession with like um, Indigenous American culture, and it's mm-hmm. like they were stolen from too. Like, hundred percent, hundred percent. Gabe, what do you think of that scene? Um, that whole like that whole sequence there. Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, um, as in like when they come home and they're yeah, all and the hiding. hiding. Yeah, that really, um, that really like it. To be to be honest, I like I was so engrossed in the in the stakes. Like, fuck, what if what if um, they're found? What happens? 
like so like so invested in them you know uh succeeding and 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 making it out of there alive and not um and not being i guess uh fired or even worse i suppose in a way some of them were committing a crime by mm. being there um so that that could have legal responsibilities but I, but i guess i was uh really engrossed in them making it out of there that i wasn't really thinking about uh any other any of the other things but now that you guys you know mention that it really does make sense like um but yeah i was just so on edge in that scene um them hiding and and then possibly being found and then then having to wait for them to fall asleep yeah <laughs> to uh my- to leave yeah so many close calls and uh, my favorite close was when they think they're asleep and they slide out and Keitex sliding across the floor. Yeah, and that was, suddenly, oh my God. Suddenly our song's light goes on and goes like, you know, papa, and he goes like, and then, and then he's just like, hold still. Yeah. <laughs> like, Literal master fuck. of suspense. Like, yeah. it's so good. It's you're yeah. just, you're holding your breath that whole scene. Like, oh, oh no. <sighs> um, um, I, my favorite thing of the whole thing was, well, that whole scene was how, how the rain affected them so differently like it it almost like it's almost like the the kim family had their had their time in the sun you know they could they actually got that moment to feel like they were rich in this massive house and like literally lie in the sun and like bask in it and then just as quick as they're there it's like the rain comes and it's like they're flushed out of there and it's almost like um for me, anyway, I saw, I saw, I thought that the rain symbolized struggle because you see how you see how the parks um, they they kind of just like they get these warm towels handed to them at the door and they're just they're sheltered from it like they don't actually feel it. The next day they're like planning a party, whereas mm-hmm. you see you see the Kims the next day they're literally like their whole home has been mm-hmm. flushed out. They don't even like they have nothing. They're like in a, in a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that was like that was like a big thing to be like, fuck rich people. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's huge in that. Well, I'm 100% love that, and I have the like that similar um, uh, mindset when like with the rain, flushes them out, and it's called the contrast. The rain was a minor inconvenience to the parks. That's it. It ruined our camping trip. It flooded the Kim's home and all their valuables. They and all literally the things were homeless. They, yeah. yeah, they held some things dear. Like Chung Suk had a Olympic medal. You know, she she had a medal for her achievements as a, yeah. you know hammer throwing. It's like these were things that weren't much, but they mattered to this family. And now they're yeah. all gone, and and they weigh through shit and Little getting shit. You know, yeah, getting put into a gym and and and. Of course, the next day when they call up and say, oh, it's a beautiful day. We should have Da Song's party today. Hey, can you come over? And, like, on a whim, they expect That's... them to come like that. And you cut between them on the phone, in the gym, looking at possible clothes to wear to yeah. we need you here and, later and, today. And also, and also the park mother being, like, in her giant wardrobe, just like, oh, what am I going to wear today? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. fuck the you, seriously. And it's are insane. It's it's crazy because it's like they say they're always telling um telling their workers or you know the Park family is always telling the Kim family like, um yeah we hate when our workers cross the line but it it's it's not a two way street it, because yeah. they're constantly crossing the line and asking mm-hmm. them to do shit that they're not not meant yeah. to do like it's yeah. not part yeah. of my job to do yeah. this for you. The one that irked me heaps, of course, was like you know when 
uh, uh, Keytech is like in the car, he's driving Mrs. Park around and gets the stuff, and she like ho- she's got her feet up. Her yeah. fucking bare feet at the back of the seat, and then she's holding her nose like, oh, oh, like she can smell him. She can smell like, him. Yeah, and and then of course, like when they're dressing up as Native Americans for Dustin, they're talking like, oh, you're gonna do this. We'll go, ah, oh, we'll attack, we'll attack Jessica, and that's kind of like you are asking your employee to partake in your son's role play. That's it. Yeah. Talk about crossing the line. Crossing the line when he asks about your his relationship with his mother. It's, mm. yeah. it's very, oh, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's extremely hypocritical. Extremely. and, and No self-awareness. Funny. A part of it's like, yeah, are you self-aware? Has like, have you always been this way or did the money just do this to you, right? Because you would, you like to believe if you are at that certain point in the high class, you need to give back to the community that are in trouble or are struggling. But in reality, they think they're doing that mm-hmm. or they, you know, like the rich, they, they shut it away so they don't have to think about it. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, kind of a, just a crazy thing of the hypocrisy there. Um, but I, I kind of want to point at one scene in particular since we're at that section, right, is when Keith, when they're in the gym and Keith takes talking about what it's like to have a plan, which I thought was so poignant because it's somewhat true really to all people is when he's talking about, you know, his song is like, you, Dad, you said you had a plan. What was it? And it's like the best plan is to not have a plan at all. You plan things, you plan things, but life can come up and say no. Did you think mm. that everyone here wanted to sleep and thought, hey, let's all get together and sleep in a gym tonight, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, thought, that's it. That's that's a thing that goes back to like the, the rain representing struggle. It's like the rich are sheltered and they stay dry and everyone else gets drenched. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, it doesn't really affect mm. them at all. Mm. Um, another another really cool symbol that I've picked up on in this was um, the rock that he's given from his friend Min. Mm. I thought, like, because he becomes, like, it's almost like he's, like, obsessed with it in a way. It's like he's, like, um, carrying it around like it's a little baby. But I think to him it was, like, representing hope. And because his friend Min um, gave it to him, it's his friend um, almost represents, like, the bridge out of poverty so it's like mm-hmm. the thing that he's given to from his friend he's just he's he clutches it even when he's lying um with nothing the clothes on his back in that gym he's got he's clutching to that rock that he's been given because he can it's it's like he's still thinking that's his way out for like it's mm-hmm. it's i think it comes to symbolize his ambition and then in the end that's the very thing that kills him mm. <laughs> he gets hammered in the head yep. with it yeah 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 um I was I and it was a cool line because he talks about how he's not carrying around it's it's clutching it's following to, him it's following yeah. him it's clutching to him saying like remember me you know what you have to do and you know what you want to do which is crazy um I guess for like um in that last act right of that day the birthday and all the things are happening at once right um the saddest part to me in that whole thing is uh. Kijong and the mom talk about, I think we need to figure out a way to um, reconcile with with the, both of them in the basement, right? And they even say, take this down them. They must be starving, yeah, right? Yeah. So even when they think, we, you know what? We can fix this. We can, we can make it work, right? And then it just ends awful because they're taken away and then Kiwo goes down there and thinks he – and then that's when the rock lets go of him. 
it betrays him and it falls it down the stairs. It betrays him. Yep. It's mm. like, fuck. You know, like I'm. I don't know, but like, what did you, uh, like? I don't even know where to begin. What do you, What do you think, guys, about the, like that last section of the whole birthday party? Like, what was the best part, or like, what did you think was like? You know what? This is something I I noticed this time that I was like, you know what? I didn't notice this last time. I mean, I didn't think it was originally when I saw it. I just didn't see the the violence and the climax coming. I mean, I can. Yeah, yeah, I, you were you were shook when you watched the game. I, was, I, I remember I was, being next to Gabe in the cinema, and he was like, oh! <laughs> gagged, gagged. I was literally <laughs> holding onto your hand. Gabe was like, yeah. Gabe was one of those people who was like, he's got a knife. Yeah. <laughs> that was me, because I thought, you know, the worst that would happen is, oh, they'd come up, the family would find out that there's been these two people under the house. Um, the law would get involved. <laughs> it would just nope. be, it would just be sorted like, and they'd all end up in jail. Room drama. <laughs> and see. <laughs> and see, and the end. But no. Yeah, no. No. It, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy because I, I remember you saying um, in the cinema when we watched it, you said, they can't do that. Like when, when he got <laughs> hit in the head with his rock, with a rock that killed him, he was like, wait. He's the main character. They can't do that. I remember you saying, they can't do that. <laughs> what are they going to do now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what, what happens now? I'm, you know, where did, I'm where did shook. <laughs> that, that was like that scene. I thought, surely they're not going to show it. I was like, there's no. And then, but the it's fact so that. It's so graphic, it, yeah. The fact that it hit his head, though. I was expecting oh. it to be. I was expecting The Rock to actually, like, completely squash Ev- like everything and it didn't and i was like oh yeah <laughs> but then i was like okay so hang on but is he is he dead yeah <laughs> is, he, is he still alive sure he's dead after that i gotta say the bit that scared me the most which i completely forgot about when they were like the scene when they were like all hiding back in the the night before was when the mum was telling the story about Dal song and how he had his trauma right and that's why he draws the trauma. little dark yeah yeah trauma. yeah, yeah the little dark parts of his paintings, right, which are the bottom right corners, which is cool because it's like the bottom of the house, right? Um, when he's eating the cake and he sees uh, Gay Song come Oh, out my God. Well, that... And you see just the eyes. Did your stomach drop when you watched that? I, I, I was I like, went, oh, I, nearly I nearly gasped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's Terrifying. Like, Literally like, terrifying. Like... <laughs> I see fan-made posters. If they ever have that bit, in the fan made poster, I'm like, that's amazing. Because that's yeah. the bit. That Crazy. should be the poster if it wasn't such a spoiler, right? Is just yeah. those eyes. Because that was like, fine enough, that actor, hugely good looking. Like any other movies in, fucking hot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look him up. In this, terrifying. Oh <laughs> Absolutely just kill me. <laughs> Does his job then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, and then and I, the closest similar thing in terms of scary was like when Keywook is like running away from him before he gets his head smashed. Um, yeah. And Gay Song's running up the stairs after him like ravenously with the freaking rock. And I'm like, and it's like, there's no music. You're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. With his just... footsteps in sync. Yeah. It's, um, and then I, I didn't think they would show it and it hits him and it goes, boom. And you, I noticed his hand twitched. It's like, oh dude, that's, he's fucked. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, I I didn't know. I I was surprised as well how much people didn't realize he was there until he pushed out of the way to go stab Kijong. Mm. He was just there and he was like the son 
I haven't the seen sun. the sun in yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah. And it was just like, holy shit. Um, and uh, it was, you know, I, part of me was like, no, not Kijong. She was my favorite character, honestly. She was the best. She was the best one. Yeah, 100%. And- like, just the scene, that whole scene of them orchestrating the whole thing with the peach is just like my favorite thing ever. Like, I really just look up that scene sometimes just to just get a hit of serotonin to be like, yeah. oh, God damn it, that's good. Such good, <laughs> such good editing. And this movie didn't win best editing. It didn't win oh best editing. Because there was scenes in well, that What, what one? Bohemian Rhapsody. I was going <laughs> to check. I think it might actually be Bohemian Rhapsody that's for that. I'm going to look no, it up. It did, it did at one, one best editing that year, Bohemian Rhapsody. That makes Rhapsody. no yeah. There are scenes. There's I think a, it was that. You know the scene where he's telling his dad how to say the lines, right? Those are two completely different shots that are blended yeah. together. Yep. The, dude, I didn't even notice Insane. that. Insane, yeah. That's fucking good editing. That's so good. good. I didn't notice yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody, it's like ba 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 ba. It's like oh, don't even. Yeah, we don't. We don't even talk about that movie. No, we have to do that movie as a as <laughs> an episode. Anyway, Rami, um, I love you, but that film was a mess. <laughs> well, just the best part. Let's be honest. Um, but we're going into you know we got the the fucking you know the birthday party all goes to shit. Darsong passes out and the mum freaks out like someone didn't just get stabbed in the heart. Like, oh, my God, get that song. Oh, my God, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's convulsing. But it's like, amazing. I think that scene was so necessary because it's like, okay, you're you're rich and we're poor, but we all bleed the same at the end of the day where we all die. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that's why, why they had to show someone from each side dying because it's like, mm-hmm. well, we all die. <laughs> at the end of the day. And and that's the, that's the fucked up part in that scene, right? That was so poignant to why... I don't agree with it, right? Because I'm not a murder. I don't like murder. Murder is bad. Um, but it, <laughs> no kidding. Clarifying, Christopher. <laughs> Only a bad. psycho would say that. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the yeah. So like, Kite- you can just see why Kitek just snapped. He's just done. He's just like he sees. Mr. Park, grab see song. He goes like, Mr. Park, you nourish me. I, I, I thank you for the home you give me, which is a fucking basement. Um, and and he goes, you know me. And he goes, res- he screams respect before dying, right? And he dies. He moves the body to get the keys, and he holds his nose like, oh, like nose in a dead body. It's like disgusting, human, filled mm. like he's been living in his own piss and shit, and hasn't taken a shower in three years. And you're just thinking like, yeah, look at that. He just could not stand the smell of someone who loved him, even though he did not know who he was and spent three years turning on the lights. I think the thing about holding their nose and um, it being about the smell is like a lot of of the times that they do it, I don't think that it's even – um, necessarily that they have a smell. It's a lot of, a lot of the times I think they do it because it's like, like t- to be like turning their nose up at poor people. You know what I yeah, mean? In a way where it's like, oh, a power move. I'm not even, I'm not yeah. ugh, like, yuck. Big time power gang. move. Can't believe I have to do this. Oh. And even and, in yeah. that moment where he's fucking, whoever has been stabbed in his family, he still finds, a, he still finds a time to do it. And I think that, that gesture is what sends him over the edge. That Kim, the Kim, uh, the Kim's dad is what he's like. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, die. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also, I think, for him, like he remember. Like obviously, he remembers driving 
the the mother and then the same thing happening and and obviously he and and then then also yeah, them talking about it them talking about it when they didn't think he was in the house and then coming scared. back it's just like and then obviously as jazz was saying seeing it tr- triggering it again it's like yep yeah, fuck you she was too scared to even the mum was too scared to even shake his hand like a human being when she yeah, asked it's, him it's to crazy. lie and not and keep a secret it's like this is yeah so hypocritical and and while it is like so honest because you know the children as well are just a product of their environment a lot of them don't understand the amount of privilege they had clearly unlike you know the but they're the 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 mum and the dad they're adults they need to realize that they are they are really like they need to realize they didn't realize what that what kind of what what they the perspective of them to everyone else right mm-hmm. and it's just yeah just so it's so far removed from reality and i think like it's it's even like it's even funnier when you realize that the um the park's dad works in virtual reality like it's almost just like <laughs> I, you literally don't even live in this world like yeah <laughs> yeah yep. 100% um i and you know uh we come down to it eventually at the end of the movie um, and I thought it was great because I didn't even think he went into the basement. I thought he just disappeared. But I don't know what it was about the editing and the way the rest of the film was shot. Yep. I didn't even think that he would go into the basement. Yeah, no, he did Yeah, no, no, no. I, didn't think either I was just thinking like, where it. did he go? But then I was like, oh, as soon as as left. soon as it's as soon as left, it showed, oh, he's yeah. It's like he's gone back into the he's gone to the basement. <laughs> I, had, I only thought he went back into the basement when they were showing the um. You know, when they were showing, like, the, the news code. reporter. Oh, no, no. Like, the news reporter was like, oh, he ran down this alleyway and wasn't there. And I saw the garage, and I'm like, I think that was open. And then when he goes yeah. up onto the hill, and I'm thinking, he's going to see something. And he sees, yeah, of course, he sees the light. That's when you know it's the Morse code. And yeah. it's, you know, him sitting that's, up. I think that's when it clicked for me. I didn't get it immediately. I was like, mm-hmm. when he went he was watching him do the, the, the light, I was like, oh, shit, that's where he is. He's figured I out his even- dad's in the basement. I didn't even think that was a possibility that he would do that. Like, really? and that's what I thought. This is so fucking good. It made me forget that that was an option. That was an option. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you know that whole last sequence of that movie is incredible. How you know, uh, Kiwook is like he he sees the Morse code, he reads it, and we see how you know he's content. He's sorry that he killed Mister Park, which is kind of it's kind of like a fucked up mentality where you're sorry for the act you committed, but part of you knows that it's kind of like. Sometimes, you know, you have enough. You've had enough, especially in the situation you were in, mm-hmm. especially mm. if you're in a poor family. Like, this is just enough. You know, you're going to get sick of it. Um, and then, you know, just talking about – and those scenes were great. In the winter, like, I love those scenes. The lighting's amazing. The That's way the it. snow falls and everything. And the way they still have the same shot of the socks and everything, And but it's just different now. Everything's changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same location, but everything's different. Mm-hmm. Characters have changed, right? I, yeah, I the thing about, you know, the socks hanging there, it's crazy how, like, the set design from the very start shows you about, like, all their socks are hanging from the same same hanger. It's, like, the set design from the start is, like, this is a family who, like, lives in solidarity. Like, they they all suffer together. Mm. Whereas when you you look at the set design with, uh, with the Parks house and it's just, like, it's almost like a villain's lair almost. Like, it's, like, the minimalism of it. It's, like, a typical rich yeah. people house. It's, mm. like, I think that was really smart. For, for mm-hmm. them to do because mm-hmm. it's like you almost think, oh, my God, like what what villain lives here in this wealthy house with flat ceilings and minimalism and, like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. I feel, like, kind of gross being here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's – um, 
Oh, uh, you go, Jess. Sorry, I just cut no, you. no, no. I was, I was just gonna say, like that's, it's you just from seeing the house alone, like the architecture of it. You just, you already know that. Oh, this is a family who's not just part of the one percent, but they're like the highest level of the one percent. Mm, this is like a, a modern home. Yeah, it just like, it fits the Park family because it's not. They're not necessarily the antagonist of the story, but like they're the subject of. Uh, like the director's critique like so it's, it yeah. makes sense that he he made he made them live in this house that it's like it's almost like oh like a villain lives here yeah, <laughs> yeah. like there's it's... a lair <laughs> yeah in the house. <laughs> i mean legit like you know they do stuff that are kind of villainish you know um and just yeah i mean ways. i think at the in the at the end of the day you're like oh fuck rich people for yeah, sure yeah yeah very much like, fuck rich people yeah um and it's kind of well yeah those literally do not help anyone but themselves legit yeah and um i mean I'm, they get I'm, you go sorry no no I, I was just gonna say like going back to that whole thing about like who really is the parasite in the whole film it's yeah. them <laughs> like... well well that's what i'm getting to because i think i found some couple different theories which i think is interesting right okay, especially some some words from bong Joon. um can you tell how to... much we love this film we haven't <laughs> yeah we're almost <laughs> done anything we hate because <laughs> we're right at the end i thought <laughs> you know, us I compared some... to tenet last week yeah where... We're just, oh, no. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's kind of okay. You know, stuff goes in reverse. It's kind of cool. Right? <laughs> um, I guess I'll sum it up because I want to eat. Uh, we'll go through our each uh, varying something. So, like, I want us to, like, sum up how we felt about that ending sequence where we're learning about the dad, how he's in the basement, and Kiwook's dream, his dream, right, that he has. And whether we think it's real, whether it's not, is it possible, is it not, right? And then, of course... Who's the real parasite, right? So, Jazz, you were saying you believe it's the you believe it's the Park family, right? Oh, 100%. You've, you've yeah, 100% I, reason, I think, right? I think that was the director's whole, like, mm. motive for making this film. It's, like, a, a comment on the class struggle and, like, yeah. the whole, the giant wealth gap that there is in, in Korea or mm. even in the world, really. <laughs> so, for you, like, what was your lasting feelings from the last sequences of learning that, Key text in the basement and what Kiwook want the letter he writes to somehow get to his dad. Yeah. Probably will never be able to get to him. And his dream that is somewhat impossible. Well, I yeah. I well, it's at first I thought, oh, oh my god, like I feel warm because this is how the film ends. And then it pans back down to him. Actually, no, he's back in this basement. And he wishes that he could buy this house and free his father. But it's like probably never ever gonna happen because didn't we hear that for him to come out of out of uh, out of poverty? How many years would it take like him to buy that house? Years. Yeah, it's like it's it's never gonna happen. And it's like it's nice to have this pipe dream. And I'm glad that I'm glad that the director showed us at the end that oh, like this is how it could end. Because if he was sadistic, he would just end it like oh, like everyone's fucked. You know what I mean? He yeah. wouldn't even show us that dream it would, sequence. It would, it would, like it would just be like, oh, he died. He did. He never he died. Recovered. He died. The yeah. sister died. Like all of this, they're back. They're even worse than they were at the start of the film. But it's mm. nice that they he gives us that because it's it. You get this warm feeling like oh, there's hope at the end of it. You feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gabe, what do you think? How did you feel? Um, I felt in terms of the whole parasite thing. I feel like that they were all, all parasites in yeah. a way. Yeah. Well, that's true, um, Gabe. Um, I uh, I think it's very much like in life as well. Everyone, in a way, every single person in a way, is a parasite because we all need each other for something. Um, and so I think it was, for, at least for me, it was very much. Um, 
I guess, channeling that the reality of life as well. Um, obviously, this circumstance way more heightened in comparison to what the majority of us, uh, or at least me, I've never gone through anything like that. So that's. Um, but... <laughs> I, hope, I hope none of us have. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, speak um... for yourself, Gabe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then in, in terms of um, how I felt about the 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 whole ending and the way I genuinely thought until the end, until it panned down and not, not, sorry, not panned, um, jibbed down from the, (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. Here's the thing. I gotta be really technical. I'm really really trying hard to like with camera terminology, trying to, um, to actually use like a proper terminology because I know it irritates so many cinematographers. Oh God. And what cinematographer society is going to be listening to this fucking podcast. (laughs) No, it's fine. Get a grip. No one cares. Um, but yeah. So when that happens, (laughs) I was, (laughs) I was, I was shocked because I, because I genuinely thought for a second that he, that they had the house and that, that beautiful shot uh, towards the end where it's just like that massive wide, and the sun's just streaming in from the windows, and it just I feel so yeah. So I good. truly, I, I like, I cried like it was just, it was so, so yeah. heavy, you know, like you those finally ones. get relief at the end of it after all <laughs> yeah. that. You're like, oh, this is for something, yeah. and then it it's was, actually like, mm, no, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and then and then he, he then he just pulls it out from underneath you again, and uh, yeah, like it was for me like that shot. I know this is probably a big call. But it's probably my favorite shot in history of cinema. Whoa! That wow. that big wide. There's just something about it. You're committing to this now. You're committing, committing to this to on it. record. That just, that's your favorite shot. And for those of you that know what that wide is, and if you don't, um, just watch the movie. Mm. <laughs> but just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. Watch the movie, mate. Uh, um, but, I really want to talk about the architecture in the film, but I feel yeah, like we'll get to that eventually. But I just really want to make sure we talk about it because for me that was like one of the whole things in this film. I was just like, holy shit, so much of the set design and the, the architecture of it tells the film tells a story for him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I just because there was so much where the sets were built specifically just to fit his vision. Like every choice that he made like you know, just even from the from the beginning of the of the film with the where you introduced to the the family, the poor family, and it's like they're down. I know we said this already, but like it just even just having the difference in the windows, their win- their window is tiny. You don't even get any light. It's like if you get light in there, maybe a few, maybe an hour a day, whatever. It's Probably, got yeah. like security grills across there. Yeah. It's got a fence they on it. They can barely see. <laughs> yeah. You know, compared to you see the rich family. Their whole house is like basically a fishbowl. Yeah. They get light from mm-hmm. every angle. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, that was one thing. I was like, God damn, that mm-hmm. was so amazing that he did that. Because like the grungy, it's like the grungy underground basement. And then it's the Kim's, the Kim's apartment is so gross. And then you see the Parks place where it's like this opulent home. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like such a big difference in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and I, I read it as well that apparently the the um the basement apartments were all built during the Cold War to provide shelter, and then they weren't actually 
allowed to be leased and like for people to live in them full time. Oh uh, yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah, did you oh, see that? So interesting. I did yeah. not know it, that. By the the government was like, you are you can't let people live there in these underground apartments because it's, it's not. Shit. It's gross. It's like it's not somewhere that people should be living. It's mm-hmm. and then eventually they let it the um the government let it happen because there was just so much overcrowding. So it's like too many people. Yeah. Too like, many people. It. Not not yeah. enough place to live. So they just let it happen. Anyway, that I thought Crazy. that was a really cool thing, and a nice little bit of history that he's put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, cool how it, main context with the their culture as well because it's like the bunker that was made for the for the um the house was also because just in case North Korea was were to of- were to attack or do anything yeah. right, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. That actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. Once why, again, why, why else a luxury. A luxury that rich people would have. Mm. Bomb shelter, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, big time. Uh, another really cool fact about the—I don't know if you guys saw this—but there was a behind-the-scenes image of the the, ba- the backyard of the um, the park's home, and mm. um, the actual uh, second story of the home. Um, there's no second story. It was a blue screen. That oh, that's amazing! Around. I haven't seen that at all. Yeah, that's so cool. The top I did not know that. Up. Oh, yeah, shit. that's just so I can imagine that um, possibly the interiors of the house where there was staircases and stuff leading up to higher might, must have separate. could have been shot in a separate um, mm. separate home, which is really interesting. That's crazy. Love that. Uh, I remember the one trivia I saw that I thought was funny was just how when Bong showed this to like an architect of what he wanted the house to be, the architect was like, no one would ever build a house like this. It makes no sense. Like the like apparently the the basic needs of what a house needs to be and how they work, he would look at him and go like, no one would live in this house. It doesn't make sense. But yeah. like people have seen that house and went like, oh, look at that fucking house. It looks pretty nice. Yeah. Eh? And then it's cool how it's it's not, it's fashioned after like the minimalistic uh, Los Angeles homes where it's more glass, less, mm. you know, glass and wood. And less, yeah, less than yeah. anything else. Glasswood, concrete, and that's it. Nothing it's, else to me, for... it's so much villain vibes. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> villain bougie, yep. right? Yeah. Um, I guess we'll kind of sum it off here because I, I guess I wanted to put in my parasite uh, take, right, of who the parasite is, yes, right? Yes, tell us. Which I'm, I'm, I am I'm, pretty much, you know, I guess we all kind of, kind of agree again with mine because I'm like kind of with you, Gabe. Like everyone's kind of the parasite and how everyone's leeching up. No like, way, so, comrade. Rich no, people more suck. So, more so, <laughs> no, rich people do suck in this movie because they're unaware. And it's kind of weird because it's like who's worse? They're, they're unaware that they're parasites or you have the Kim family who are aware that they're leeching. It's right. Yep. Like they both have reasons. They're, they're leeching, but they never – Sorry to interrupt. They're leeching, but they're never taking more than they That's need. True. You know, Absolutely. so it's like, are they really parasites? I don't yeah. know. It depends on the trust, because the the you know the family said we trust you come into our home, right? And if you found out someone was taking, I I I kind of put this out there. I once had a mate who would actually steal my pocket money when I would invite him over to my house. And that's when I was like, get the fuck out. Well, that's that. Going. See, that's different because you would actually notice that it was being taken. Eventually, you know what yeah. I mean? You would notice you would notice it if someone was stealing from That's you. Crazy. But if you're so rich, yeah. no, oh you can't even realize when someone's stealing from you. Is it really Absolutely. stealing? Absolutely. <laughs> True, yeah, no, hundred percent. But it's kinda of, <laughs> it's kind of the thing where it's like, you know, if the situation were different in terms of class, absolutely we'd be like wrong. This is wrong in this situation, right? Um but in a way it's almost yeah, again, like the the parasitic way of like, as long as there's another level, whoever's at the top is the bad guy. So eventually the Kims mm. become the bad guy at a certain part in the movie because it's like you have the people in the basement. People in the basement just want to get out. They, they want start it. leeching up the people. 
Yeah, and so it's, in a way. It, yeah. it changes, right? It changes in the power dynamics, right? Um, but, you know, if I were to peg it more, I'd peg it on more of the rich. But I think what was a really cool idea and where Bong was talking was he said that one of the harshest parasites in the whole movie that every human has is hope, which you think hope is a, an amazing thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to keep, but it's always a thing that now and then unintentionally grabs hold of you and makes you dream and wish for some things that are realistic, but also some things that are not like Kiwi's dream to buy the house. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, we wait, you know, we see the amazing scene. I love that scene where he, dad walks out and it's just one show. He walks out and we just, we just turn and he walks out and he hugs his son and he sees his wife again. It's like, bought the, yeah. bought the house. And then he wakes up and it's kind of like, there's the hope he can, but will he ever be able to? Probably not. And that's kind of the worst thing is that mm-hmm. the parasite of hope got back into them and that maybe things can get better. So maybe. you think hope is a parasite? I don't think it is, but in this situation, it is, it, it's somewhat of a negative feeling for us as the viewer and for the main character because it's making us hope of a better future for him. But in his reality, like we said, mm. it'll take him 500 years to earn I mean, money to get that house. It, it's, it, almost it. Like, it's almost like it's taking all this energy and he's putting all this hope in this dream that would happen, but in reality, it probably will never happen. In a, in a way, he's almost planning again. He's like yeah. going against what his father. Yeah, because he said to him, told him not plan. to do. Don't. Yeah, and like, he's don't. like, yeah. I yeah. think in the end, it's like a big, like, oh, I don't know. It's just like I think it's the director being like, it shouldn't be like this. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, like sure. he shouldn't sure. have to what like work for 500 years to be able to afford a house. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he shouldn't have to yeah. hope. He should he know that he hope. can. But he can. Yeah. It's, I think it's it situation based, right? If if hope in a different situation is like this is great, we can do something. In this situation, in their circumstance, hope is somewhat of the thing that is like, oh, can I? Yeah, probably yeah. not. Like, I no. think I was just yeah. gonna say, hope. Hope is also, I think, in this film, like represented with light, because yeah. I, I think like. Um, you know, when, when he's sitting with his friend Min and he's, it's, like, behind them, you can see, like, there's almost, like, a pathway leading up behind Min. It's, like, almost, like, oh, and, it, and it's all lit. It's almost, like, oh, this is, like, the path to, like, out of yeah. poverty almost, you know? And then um, every time he's walking towards uh, towards the Parks house, the, he's it's almost like he's always walking towards light, mm. I, I found. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like to contrast that, it was like you know when they had the storm scene and they're like running out of the house, it's just getting darker and darker the, the lower they go. Mm. It's moving 100%. even mm-hmm. further away from the hope because it's like, fuck, we're going home and everything's gonna be ruined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, a part of me like every time I watch a movie, I think I almost just want to pause the movie and end on the scene where he hugs his dad. It's like, I don't want to yeah, see that he makes yeah. up. Yeah, I don't want it to end like that. <laughs> then badly. I'll know the hope was real. He did it. But then he cuts back. <laughs> yeah. and, and Bong, I think, uh, I, I can't remember the exact quote he said. He said, I had to show that ending because it's still being true to the film. It's like, yeah. it is a bit, it is a bummer, but is the situation so many in Korea find themselves. And that's why, again, it's very important to yeah. see this and note that because mm-hmm. the circumstances, it's shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it would be nice if there could, things could happen where that hope isn't just a dream it's 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 actually a particle of reality you know it yeah can it's attainable 
But yeah, I don't know. Like, any last thoughts, guys? I think I think it was, think think it was really it. important that he ended it like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I also just want to say, just quickly before we wrap this up, um, yeah. with the, even I feel that even if um, he didn't include the thrusting us back into reality by the house dream not being attainable, I mm. feel that's you know knowing the internet and knowing people and and uh, all our opinions and stuff, uh, I feel that people would still speculate and go, oh, but was that real? Yeah. And there would be probably theories floating yeah. around uh, saying, oh, no, it wasn't real. There's this theory and that theory. And I guess, yeah, it would kind of leave us on more of a cliffhanger in a way. It's kind of cool. It's because it is, in a way, it isn't definitive. He's not mm. saying absolutely not, but he is saying very, very unlikely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a it's an amazing amazing film to sum up. Five um, stars. Yeah, to sum up, <laughs> yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't seen it yet, nothing can prepare you for it. It's a fucking force of a film. It's just, like truly a masterpiece. <laughs> hype, 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 hype. But um, but yeah, nothing really bad to say about it from me. <laughs> if anything, this is a gateway drug for you, a listener. If you haven't seen any foreign films to watch it and and then actually say, fuck, I should watch some other ones of these. Cause or even just watch the rest of Bong's films. Like, yeah, God damn. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, Okja's great. Um, I need to watch some of his others. I, there's uh, Memories of Murder, I think, is the one I want to watch next. But, um, yeah, what were you going to say, Gab? Oh, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just, I was just going to – I just basically agree with you guys on that and say, yeah, Watch, his, watch the rest of these awesome. films and yeah, um, you... give 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 independent cinema and uh, and foreign films a go because they'll surprise anyway, you. Anyway, also I hope we didn't sound wanky, but <laughs> don't take <laughs> what we say bit. for bi- don't think bit. don't take what we say for Bible. You know, we're just a bunch of nerds and we really love this movie, so like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we yeah, could but... be wrong in anything we say as well. So also, a movie like this, this our, our takes. A movie like this doesn't just come around every year. Honestly, it was kind of like true. it was a big, it was a pretty big deal. And um, I yeah. think, I think again, if you're like, I don't like subtitles, you know how to read, don't you? Well, fucking, you got no excuse, mate. All right, you know how I don't to know read. how I don't know how people watch films anyway without subtitles. <laughs> Everything I yeah, watch, I need subtitles. A lot of people, I get asked so many times if I watch a movie, so I'm like, what do you say? It's like, see, this is why I watch. With this subtitles. is why. <laughs> in case I miss something. God. Anyway. Also, um, I genuinely think that English people are harder to harder to understand than <laughs> the Korean people in this film. <laughs> Korean, but I know exactly what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Let us know what you think on our socials. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Do you think the Parks of the Parasites or the Kims or maybe something else entirely? Maybe it was that bug at the start near the bread. Who knows? Um. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you all for listening. Send us an um, email. Send us an email. Drop us a line like you know um but yeah catch us next week um should we say what we're doing for the next episode after this one or oh yeah why not yeah we'll be doing 1917 so you can get ready go watch it um should probably find no anyway, you'll find it anyway another go. wanky film if you will wanky, you know <laughs> bunch of, bunch of fucking... next week we'll be we'll maybe watch something trashier so... <laughs> yeah, we'll watch birdman something a bit trashier why not <laughs> Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. 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 Love you. <laughs>